Sykes, and we are happy to be with you here on our Friday edition of SWAT Radio. It's May 5th. I guess yesterday, Brad, was Star Wars Day. I was never a big Star Wars fan, but yesterday was May the 4th, right? Yeah, May the the 4th 4th be be with with you. you. Uh, And then the Cinco de Mayo. Today is Cinco de Mayo. That's Uh, right. Cinco, Cinco. I'm sorry I I don't speak Spanish. I'm I'm (laughs) having a little trouble understanding you over there. Yeah, I hear you. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, man, I've you and i were just talking it, it it's friday and it's you know it seems like the the week just flashed by and uh you were asking how my trip to chicago went went and i was just you know grumbling and complaining and uh i am so glad to be home you know i i don't know do you like traveling well i i have in my life i've enjoyed it but but now that I'm an old man, like remember Dana Carvey's character, grumpy old man on yes. Saturday Night Live? Yep. That's kind of how I am sometimes. I don't like traveling now as much as I used to. And I think part of, part of that's age and part of it is just the way the world is, right? It's 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 like every day you read something crazy happening in an airport or at a, on a plane. Or I know your delays were more traditional, but um, yeah. but no, I don't like, I I will still travel and I have to. But I don't do it as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I, I, uh, the idea of traveling always seems great until you're stuck in an airport yeah. for ten hours yeah. or eleven hours, and yeah. you know, it. it uh, I know those things happen. In fact, I was just telling you, and our listeners may have already heard this story, and I, I, I won't repeat the story other than, yeah, I got stranded in the Air, O'Hare Airport in Chicago for ten hours on Saturday, uh, and you know, it's not. I don't. It's not that those things don't happen. We know. Listen, those things happen, but when you don't tell me what's going on, th- yeah. then I've then I've got a problem. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a patient issue. I need to be patient. Um. Well, you made a good comment before we came on. They said, uh, you know, we'll we'll get back to you with an update in thirty minutes or whatever, or twenty five minutes, and 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 an airline's twenty five minutes is generally. An hour. five times that right <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and so and yeah so the fact that you were initially told it was a short problem to be taken care of or a quick solution and then you waited 10 hours is uh is insane it is yeah and but, then couldn't get out for a couple days i know so. yeah uh but, but other hey, than that how did yeah, you trip everything's down? great you know everything <laughs> <laughs> everything's great man i don't know what's going on in the news uh i think london do they have a new king yet has I don't think been, the coronation has actually taken place yet. I think it's this weekend, maybe. I, I, I think it is coming up, yes. I, I have not really paid that much attention to it. Boy, Charles has waited a long time. <laughs> Boy, Charles. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, love it. Well, uh, you and I were talking also a minute ago, and, 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 and actually, we exchanged texts. A couple things I saw that I thought were applicable to some of the things we've been talking about recently uh, in our first segment of SWAT Radio, you know, the... We, we talked about the story about the boy, seventh grader, who uh, wore the T-shirt oh, yeah. to school yeah. that said, 
there are only there are two genders or there are only two genders. Right, right. And he was disciplined for it and sent home. And, I, I, you know, if you haven't heard that story, this kid's in seventh grade and he got called into the principal's office or whatever because he was wearing this T-shirt. And um, he uh, he was told that he was making others, other groups in the school. This is middle school, by the way. <laughs> Other groups feel unsafe and and threatened and this and that and and so they called his father and he had to leave and of course the kid's father backed him up and but anyway the kid went and made a statement before the school board and it was wonderful what he said it was, it was just really fantastic. poised and I'm sure, you know I yeah. don't know if he had some help or not but one of the things that stood out to me and what he said was look I wore a t-shirt no nobody nobody that I saw at school or spoke to at school I didn't hear from anybody. In fact, he said several people said supported. Him. I, I agree with you. Yeah, on that. didn't nobody said <clears throat> I feel threatened. Nobody said, "Hey, why are you wearing that?" And he made a great point. He said, "Why am I singled out for this when I see pride and diversity posters, LGBTQT type mm-hmm. posters, in school all the time?" Yeah. Now, remember <clears throat> again, we're talking about middle school. That gives us. Yeah. Who have, who have older kids now, our kids are grown and not in school anymore. You know, I don't see as much of what's going on, but we're talking about a middle school that this mm. kid says he regularly yeah. sees pride and diversity, you know, posters and, and, and promotions. And he mm-hmm. said he, he doesn't complain about that. So why is he being singled out? Because he wore this, yeah. this shirt. <clears throat> so anyway, there, there, there's that. And then I saw a story today about, and the headline was, you know, majority of Americans believe there's only two genders or gender is determined at birth or something like that. And that I thought, is, well, that, that, is, that, that is radical. Yeah, I thought that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started reading it and it was like 57% say at birth and 43% say, no, it can change during someone's lifetime. And I thought, you know what? That's a pretty high number. That's a pretty high percentage. Now, could this be a poll that's skewed to try to make us think that more people think that way than really are? I'm not sure. But when the, when the data was broken down a little bit more, hmm. among an older demographic, the percentage that said gender is determined at birth was much higher. But in a younger demographic, the percentage that said gender could change, was it was much closer. Mm-hmm. It was much higher. <clears throat> And I'm just reminded that this is what the culture and the world are after. They're after the younger generation, just like they were with issues that are now normal, right? That are now quote unquote normal. Dobson, Dr. Dobson warned about that 25, 30 years ago. They're after the younger generation with the agenda, with their agenda. And and now we see it happening again with a whole Mm -hmm. new set of of issues. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think it's interesting. In fact, just today I had a, closing this morning and between uh, say noon and when i walked into the studio here i listened to two podcasts uh while i was between noon and 2 30 basically uh one is by uh johnny artavanis uh johnny is a pastor actually he's um he's uh about to pastor church in franklin tennessee just outside of nashville anyway he's got a great podcast called dial in by Johnny Artavanis. His, 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 um, and this is the part one of a three part series, Living for Christ in a Hostile World. Now, it was phenomenal. It's 30 minutes. 
I zipped through it on time and a quarter. And, uh, you know, speaking, you know, as I was listening, um, I was reminded, and maybe this is something we can chat about even before we get into kind of what we're going to look at today. Is how do we live in this world that is hostile to Christianity? In fact, he begins the podcast by saying, let's go back. And, and this Johnny is young. I mean, he's probably in his 30s, I bet, maybe early 30s. But go back, because we have kids that age. If we go back to when we were in middle school, mm-hmm. listen, our churches were full of people. That was kind of the norm, yeah. is you went to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean because you were in church you were a believer. I was certainly in that camp. Uh, but y- people weren't hostile no. to Christianity. Right. And yet today, we're we're we're... Mm-hmm you know, face plant deep into the, uh, the, the culture that is so opposed to Christianity. Yep. And uh, anyway, great podcast, kind of my takeaway on it. I don't want you to take away what I took away. So if, you, if you're hearing me, go check it out. Um, was the reminder that he's teaching out of Titus chapter three, which interestingly enough, I was doing with a brother of mine yesterday, uh, Titus chapter 3. But it was a reminder that we are pilgrims. Mm. You know, this is not our home. Question, though, how do we fight? Yep. You know, how do we fight? Yep. Do we pick it? Do we march? Do we, you know, those are all the things they're doing. Right. You know, and uh, anyway, I think we have to fight differently, though. We, well, certainly, as we've talked about so many times, we fight with the truth. We fight with the truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing that in these last few chapters of Acts. You yeah. know, we're seeing Paul speak truth and how that wins out. And Doug was talking about that as one of his main teaching points, I think, last week, right? That that that, that reality always wins out. It, yeah. it, it might be suppressed. We know Romans says the truth gets suppressed in unrighteousness, but it always, in the end, wins out. Yeah. Um, Speaking well, speaking yeah. of untruth, he, yeah. this was another good headline that I just was looking at and we were mentioning before we came off the air, but here's the headline. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, right, rewrites the Bible with the help of chat GPT, which I guess is an artificial intelligence app, mm-hmm. to make the book of Genesis vegan-friendly. <laughs> vegan-friendly. <clears throat> And one of the quotes here, a couple of the quotes from the article, and I'll have you react to this. In PETA's vegan version of the Bible, animals are referred to as beings rather than beasts or creatures. And plants like hemp and bamboo are used for clothing instead of animal skins because, quote, no one with any fashion or moral sense would wear animal skins in the 21st century. And then the article goes on to say, and this, speaking of absolute blatant, falsehood the bible has long been used to justify all forms of oppression so we've used chat gpt to make it clear that a loving god would never endorse exploitation or cruelty to animals says PETA president ingrid newkirk (laughs) it took god only six days to create the entire world but we realized it would take us years to rewrite the whole bible which is why we've started with just the first book so artificial intelligence is now the source of truth as opposed to God. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Your thoughts. The, the, tr <laughs> the truth needs to be rewritten by chat GPT. Unbelievable. Uh, I think I told you, I don't know if I told you or I told Doug this. It, this was a month ago when we first started talking about chat GPT. He asked me you know, if I knew anything about it. I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> in fact, while we were sitting here, he, I said, just pull it up. He pulled it up, and then he wrote in there. I said, just ask chat GPT to write something about SWAT radio. Ten seconds later, he had a complete, you know, paragraph written on SWAT radio. Yeah. That needed a couple of corrections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, in fact, when I first got introduced to it was by my son at Christmas this year. We're sitting around Christmas, and he's, you know, he's a tech guy, mm -hmm. and so he's like, Dad, you got to check this out. Yeah. So he, he shows it to me. I said, I wonder, I wonder if it could, could give me an outline of a Bible study. He said, I don't know. Let's try it. So I said, let's look at Philippians 4. You know, chat GPT, give me an outline on Philippians 4 from the English Standard Version. I'm telling you, David, in 10 seconds, I had a complete outline. Wow. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything else, technology can be used for, for good, right? Technology can be used for good things, but like all the other things that we've talked about, social media and, and this and that, it can be used for evil as well. And I think the problem we're going to have with artificial intelligence is people aren't going to, it's going to be another thing that looks real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But contains falsehood. Yeah. So we'll talk more, maybe we'll talk more, a little more about that article when we come back on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. We're also going to get in to our Friday structure of looking at Acts 27, and we will be right back. Come on back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Hey, this is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots from MediShare and Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people. My experience has been, MediShare has been fantastic for me yeah it, it's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways honestly yeah and see a lot of people who've switched tell me that it's the same reaction they're very very happy with it and it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money i would tell people look into it yep uh, so really for reals uh if you want to talk to them they're great to talk to i think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it so um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Call now. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Nice job. Thanks. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. 
They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him Hell was my destiny The crowd was shouting Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us here on Friday, May 5th, as we uh, bring you SWAT Radio from Jacksonville, Florida. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a question or a comment, and for those of you, I didn't mention this off the top, but for those of you uh, who might be new to SWAT Radio or who haven't listened for a while, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth and is uh, based on on five pillars, if you will, of, 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 first of all, God's Word, prayer, evangelism, discipleship, and community. And uh, they're, they're, uh, the radio program is an is an outgrowth, if you will, of uh, Bible studies that Doug McCary of His Light Ministries has done here in the Jacksonville area called SWAT uh, Bible Studies um, for uh, really more than the last over 10 years, I think. Right, Brad? Yeah, that's right. And so uh, if you ever have a question or want more information on getting plugged into a SWAT Bible study, you can go to SWATradio.com and all of the information about where the Bible studies are and what times they meet. And what we're covering is contained there at SWATradio.com, as well as the podcasts of past programs. So uh, feel free to check that out. But Brad, we were <clears throat> we, just to wrap up this thought, we were talking about this article, you know, speaking of uh, truth versus falsehood about, you know, AI rewriting this, the Peter rewriting mm-hmm. Genesis with, uh, with AI and saying that, uh, you know, we, God, uh, a loving God would never be cruel to animals. Well, they're right. A loving God is not <clears throat> cruel to animals. And, and that wasn't his original design. That's right. And, and and we are, you and I were saying during the break, we love animals. We would never advocate any kind of cruelty to animals. We would always advocate care for animals and, and being good stewards of God's word, of God's world. But when sin entered the garden, God clothed Adam and Eve with animal skins and that means that an animal or animals had to die to get those skins yeah he didn't yeah skin them alive and it and, was a covering it, correct. it was a covering and blood had to be shed That's right two parts both the covering and the shed blood right. you'd have to get rid of the entire bible you'd have to rewrite the entire bible PETA, by the way yeah <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna. If they're gonna do this, they're gonna have a lot of references to cover over because, like, like Doug has yeah. talked about, and we know from going to Israel. Think about the number of sheep 
and that were sacrificed and lambs that yeah. were sacrificed just yeah. at Passover alone yeah. in the temple each year. Well, what do you do with Jesus on the cross? Well, absolutely. So. And, and of course, we know all of the animal sacrifice was a foreshadowing of, of Jesus, who was the spotless Lamb of God and, and, the, and the true Lamb of God. And, and all of the animal sacrifices were foreshadowing and, 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 and uh, coming in it. No animal sacrifice ever saved anybody from their sins. That's they, right. they were just a That's picture right. of what Jesus would do. And they were God's, if you will, forbearance until yeah. Jesus came. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, again, it's just a, an example of, I think, how we need to be aware. We see people, the average person might see an article like that and think, oh, wow. Okay. Isn't this uh, great? Yeah. <laughs> Artificial intelligence is, is redoing the Bible. Mm. Uh, the Bible is mm. written and has been preserved by God uh, the way he intended. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. Yeah. We'll, and he's given us voices to proclaim it. That's right. So anyway, right. we're glad to be able to do that this week. We're glad to be able to do that today. And uh, this week, we've been looking at Paul's trip to Rome in chapter 27. And as, as we will see, Paul's journey to Rome is symbolic of our journey through life. Uh, God reveals anchors that can keep us steady as the storms uh, threaten to blow us off course. I don't know. You ever been in a storm that threatened to blow you off course? Yep. It seems like all storms uh, tend to do that. You know, Paul has done nothing wrong against the Roman government, and yet, he appeals, appealed to Caesar, and now that's where he's headed, as we've looked at this week. And by the way, uh, Doug will be landing the Axe plane here next week. <laughs> Hard to believe, but uh, I was thinking we were two years into it. Chuck Baker reminded me we're over two years into Axe, which is great. You know, it's If we had to spend study. another year in yeah. it, I'd be fine. Uh, I, I, this, the practical application, which is... So much of what uh, really SWAT Radio was started for was not just another you know teaching ministry on the radio, but it was really to discuss. It was teaching paired with okay, how do we practically apply these truths? Yeah. And Acts is incredibly impactful in our walk with Christ. Yeah. And just like we've said about going to Israel, we'll never read the Gospels, especially the same way again. I'll never read Paul's letters the same way again after having been in this in-depth in mm -hmm. study in Acts. Yes. Because I can now read a letter. I could read Ephesians and say, okay, let me go back mm -hmm. and look at what was going on exactly. when he was writing this letter or yeah. when he was in Ephesus yeah. and the, yeah. you know, the riot in Ephesus and all the things that happened to him in Ephesus and what was going on when he was writing to to the Roman church. And, it, it, and, 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 and also just knowing what Paul went through in his life and in all these travels personally to help us understand mm -hmm. what he's writing yeah. Yeah. And, and the authority with yeah. which he writes, yeah. you know? Well, you know, as we were just talking about the, the anchors, how important it is to have an anchor in your life as you battle storms. And we looked this week, you and Doug covered it in, on Monday that God anchors us through the storms with his presence in our life. And, you know, I think about, David, I think about the, the various trials that we have encountered and will encounter, the importance of God in our lives, the, the very presence of God in our lives is critical to kind of staying stable, is remaining stable. Uh, I know y'all also, I think uh, he and Willie, 
you were here Monday, right? I was here Monday. I, yeah. I, I was laughing with you guys, with Doug yesterday, trying to remember who was here Tuesday. Yeah, that exactly. That was pretty funny. He got it, though. He got oh, he it. did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he, I think he did uh, the the purpose that, that God anchors us through the storms with his purpose for our life. You know, again, you're in the midst of a storm. You're grasping for why is this happening to me? And and God has a purpose in those things. And so, you know, we, we always think of Romans 8, 28. God causes all things to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. Well, his purpose is in verse 29 that we'd be transformed into the image mm-hmm. of Christ. But you can go back and look at Exodus 19, 6, Jeremiah 1, 5. 1 Peter 2.9, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people of God's own possession, that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. The third point was that God anchors us through the storms with his provision for our life. He is constantly providing. It's one of the things I always wanted to instill in my children when they pray, at whether it's at dinner or at breakfast or wherever we are. If I, I don't know if you did this with your kids, but... I would oftentimes put them on the spot. Yeah, what are you thankful for? Yeah, I wanted them to be immediately give thanks for God's provision Mm -hmm. because that's what he does for us. He provides in in so many ways. And so, uh, and then finally, I think Doug and I covered this, that God anchors us through the storms with his proven reliability through his fulfilled word. And uh, you, you think about storms, the storms that you're in, whether you're in a storm, you've come out of a storm, or you're heading into a storm because you're in one of those three camps yep. probably, yep. how important is it that you have the presence of God in your life, yep. that you understand the purpose for your life and the purpose for those trials? How important is it that you understand that God is there to provide for us? And that finally, how important is the proven reliability of God's Word? Mm. And, uh, boy, you, you I'm thinking of a trial I just went through or that, you know, our family went through last year mm-hmm. with our grandson. Graham, yeah. And I just, that's, those are the things that kind of come out. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and, and, and to be able to kind of pull the, the way, you know, Doug primarily, of course, I know you, you were adding on to this as well, but to pull those four anchors out of this chapter that is, that is, more of a narrative about what happened mm-hmm. as opposed to a theological <clears throat> treatise, if you will. But that's really good. And 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 I heard you and you know, I know you and Doug were talking yesterday in the first segment about identity and about the increase in suicide rates and especially young people today really not knowing their identity. <laughs> and and really those four things that you just went through mm-hmm. are so linked to identity. Yeah. Um, yeah. presence. First of all, going through something but but knowing that God is with you we we have a brother at the Mandarin SWAT group who just found out he's got got a, an illness a serious medical issue and you know last week when we were there we 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 gathered around him and and, and prayed for him Love it. put our hands on him <clears throat> mm-hmm. and and I mean that's a sign you know we are as we know a royal priesthood a holy nation God's ambassadors and that's the way in in many ways God communicates his presence to us. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, his purpose for our life, knowing that God's not done with us until he's done with us until, until everything's been fulfilled in our life that he purposed in our life. He's not done with us and we can count on that. Yeah. And, um, and then again, provision, I think of 
so many times, I, I even lately, I think now that I'm older, you were mentioning your birthday <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and I'm a little ahead of you by about a year. And, uh, but thinking about how many years God has taken care of us oh, and yeah. all the things he's done for us. And I think about there are mentions in Scripture of God instructing the, the Israelites to set up memorials so that mm-hmm. the people in later generations would remember yeah. what God did for them. And um, I, I just think it's so easy to forget that. And then and then his reliability kind of goes hand in hand with remembering. So those four things really are our identity, are, are so key to our identity in him. So anyway. Well, <clears throat> I know we're going to take a break here in just a second. <clears throat> when we come back, we're going to read through the text. It's <clears throat> it's uh, the, the chapter's 44 verses. So we'll split it up. <clears throat> we can split it up. <laughs> and and. You know, we're going to just kind of work through it like we normally do work through it. And really for the purpose of those who may be listening to go, how do I take somebody else through this text? Because it's, it is rich. It is so rich. As you mentioned, Doug pulls out these four anchors. Uh, Listen, there may be, there's plenty more there for you. Do you have an urgency to share Jesus Christ with people? Well, Greg Steer does. Today on Making Your Life Count, Greg encourages people to pray for guidance as they share their faith. I would challenge you to think about that person in your life that the Holy Spirit's put on your heart to reach, and would you begin a gospel conversation with them? So think of that person, and you can just invite them out to church, and then the Holy Spirit will guide you, and it is so joyful. I've been sharing my faith since I was 11, and I still get scared, but I'm glad because it makes me depend on the Spirit and it just pumps that adrenaline in you. And it is, it's so exciting when you see somebody come to Jesus Christ. God has given each of us the ability to be a light for him. Do you need some help as you share your faith? Find some tools and resources at cru.org. There's some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at the ramp from San Jose Boulevard. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on the West Beltway, 295 northbound before New Kings Road. And there's a crash on I-95 northbound before Monroe Street. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 64. Saturday, mostly cloudy and breezy, high 80. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. And we are looking at Acts chapter 27. As Brad said, we are almost through Acts. It's been a great study. And uh, next week will be the final. Uh, it'll be a uh, all call, as Doug calls it, uh, a SWAT Bible study next Wednesday, where all the SWAT groups <coughs> will meet together uh, on Wednesday and finish up Acts. And then, of course, uh, we'll be going over. I think I'll be in a couple days next week with Doug, and we'll be going over uh, Acts 28 to uh, to finish it off. But, I know I'm 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 like I can't believe I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I, <laughs> you'll have to call in. Actually, Doug and I were talking about that this week. It's like, man, I have been on the road 
a lot lately. And yeah. uh, but I'm looking forward to just kind of. But next week I'm going to be in Colorado seeing my my baby, my final well, child graduate from college. Well, you have to be there for that, and that's a, that's yes. a valid reason to to be to not be here. <laughs> but you will maybe we can convince you to call in. So. You know what? I will do that. But but we trust that you won't disguise your voice like doug sometimes oh, does. i don't know i may have to do that you know <laughs> all right so we want to read uh, acts 27 like brad said it's a it's a long chapter i'm going to read maybe the first half of it and then yeah brad will pick it up why so. don't you go to verse 26 i said okay. 22 i mean 20 go to verse 26 okay all right so you got act, a better you got a better voice now, <laughs> i don't right? know about that acts chapter 27 and when it was decided that we should sail for italy they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan co- cohort named Julius and embarking in a ship of Adramidium, Adramidium, sorry, Adramidium, which was about to sail to the ports along the coast of Asia. We put to sea accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him leave to go to his friends and be cared for. And putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. And when we had sailed across the open sea along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Canidus. And as the wind did not allow us to go farther, we sailed along the lee of Crete off Salmon. Coasting along it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lycia. Since much time had passed, and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing both southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. Now when the south wind blew gently, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete, close to the shore. But soon a tempestuous wind called the Northeaster struck down from the land, And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. Running under the lee of a small island called Cotta, we managed with difficulty to secure the ship's boat. After hoisting it up, they used supports to undergird the ship. Then, fearing that they would run aground on the Sirtis, they lowered the gear, and thus they were driven along. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God, of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on some island. 
Right, verse 27, <clears throat> when the 14th night had come, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took a sounding and, 40, and found 20 fathoms. A little farther on, they took a sounding again and found 15 fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense, and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they all were encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were all in 276 persons in the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea verse 39 now when it was day they did not recognize the land but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned if possible to run the ship ashore so they cast off the anchors and let them in the sea at the same time loosening the ropes that tied the rudders then hoisting the foresail to the wind they made for the beach but striking a reef they ran the vessel aground the bow stuck and remained immovable and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to the land." These are the very words of God. Amen. Man. Be a what great a, movie. The, per, it, the perfect really storm would. has nothing on, <laughs> on that chapter. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, you know, we always kind of lead off by saying, what what is it? I mean, there's so much that comes off. I don't know. What, what for you is it that just... Yeah, well, there's so much. But um, I, the first thing is another good, quote, unquote, centurion mm. another centurion that is painted with much to admire and a, and a centurion that really helps paul and, and is kind to him and i i was telling you before, during the break just quickly it made me it made me realize i don't know if i knew every reference to a centurion <laughs> in the new testament so i did a quick just a quick little study on this and there are seven mentioned in the new testament so we have the first one in luke the centurion who sought out Jesus for the healing of his aid mm. and the one who said, I'm not worthy for you even to come under my roof. Just say yeah. the word and he'll be healed in Luke chapter seven, one to 10. And Jesus said, I haven't found faith even in Israel like, like this. The second one is in Matthew 27 and in Mark 15, the centurion at the cross who said, as he watched Jesus died and paid attention, said, surely this man was the son of God. And then the third centurion we're familiar with, Cornelius and Acts, right? The uh, 
the one who was had the vision to send for Peter, and he was the first Gentile believer baptized by the church. And that hmm. great passage in Acts 10, where Cornelius and his whole family were baptized and believed. And then in Acts 22, the centurion who went to the tribune when Paul was rescued by the Romans from the mob, uh, when he was about to be flogged, and uh, and and that centurion reminded. Now that maybe was maybe a little bit to save his own skin, but right. reminded the tribune, "Stop! This guy's a Roman citizen." And then in Acts 23, the two centurions who brought Paul and protected him safely to Caesarea to see Felix protected them from the 40 Jewish leaders who who plotted, who took the oath to to kill Paul. And then finally here, Julius uh, in Acts 27, who has clearly been very, very kind uh, to Paul throughout this chapter, throughout this whole disaster, if you will. Mm -hmm. Julius has displayed acts of kindness toward Paul. So that really stood out to me that God is using the Romans, the oppressors of the Jews, to treat his servant, Paul, kindly and to help him. Right, right. And I'm not sure what it is about the centurions, but... But like that first one said to Jesus, I'm under authority, and I have men under my authority, and when I say to do something, they do it. Right. And you have authority, is what he was saying to Jesus. This illness has to obey your authority, and you can just say the word, and it will be done. So anyway, I thought that was, sorry to take up a little time no, with that, no, but I, I thought think that was an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to look at, that all of the, every centurion who's mentioned in the New Testament is mentioned in kind of a good light oh, so, so good anyway. so good well, i know we're going to take a break we'll come back for the last segment we're going to dig into uh, there was something i wanted to kind of bring to the surface at least that i see in the text that maybe i didn't see prior and then we'll talk about okay how does this affect how we live life right. how do we walk this out that's right we'll be back after the break on swat radio if you would like to give us a call we're at 844-777-7928 we'll be back for our last segment of the week on swat radio If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. 
Biblical Insights from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie. Every believer is given gifts of the Spirit if they're filled with the Spirit. Here's the problem. Sometimes we envy the spiritual gifts that God gives to someone else. I remember years ago when I was a little kid, I received whatever I got for Christmas that year. I don't recall, but I was pretty happy with it until he went to my friend's house. So in the same way, we can say, oh, I'm so thankful, Lord, for everything you've given me and all of the gifts you've given me. Oh, why don't I have that gift? I want to be that person, but no, be content and thankful with the gift that God has given to you. We're told over in 1 Timothy 4.14, don't neglect the gift that is in you. Impact your world with the gospel by knowing God and making him known. Connect with Pastor Greg Laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails. To get started, visit harvest.org today. 91 FM, the truth. Appropriate song as we look yes. at this chapter where they, Paul and his companions needed shelter from this storm. Yep. Uh, back on SWAT radio, we're looking at Acts chapter 27, and we're just kind of going through uh, what stood out to us in the in the chapter. And uh, I was just talking about the centurion, Julius, that was so kind to Paul and the number of times that centurions are, are painted in a, in a good light and with much to admire in the New Testament and how God and, and how several of them clearly came to faith. And uh, Brad, I know you had some thoughts on what stands out here. Well, uh, verses 21 through 26 has set, it's for me as I look at it, it's like it's highlighted and it it speaks. So it's it says since they had been without food for a long time, it's like 14 days here. Paul, I don't know. Could you go 14 days without eating? Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I, I probably do, could survive on my reserves. I can Let's do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, now, again, here, here's Paul. He's, he's a prisoner just like the others that are there. Paul stands up and uh, right in the middle of it and says, men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete mm. and incurred this injury and loss. And he says, yet now I urge you to take heart. Take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Now, think about this. Uh, what what if you got that message? Your life will be saved, but your house will be destroyed. Mm. Your car's gone. Your job, gone. All the material things that we have in this world, gone. I wonder how us Americans would, would deal with that. Yeah. For this very night, verse 23, there stood before me an angel of God, of the God. I love this. For this very night, there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I worship, not just who I know of, to right. whom I worship. Personal relationship. Exactly. Yep. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. So obviously, Paul was afraid. You know, we, we tend to like, you know, her, Paul, this hero of a man, which he was, but he was afraid, clearly. 
because the angel says, don't be afraid, yeah. Paul. You must stand before Caesar. Once I don't again, think there's any way for, sorry to interrupt, there's yeah. any way for a human to see an angel and totally. have that kind of a vision without being afraid, no matter, and here's Paul, basically, who went to heaven at one point mm-hmm. in his life and mm-hmm. was shown things, yep. and he's still afraid. So, I, I anyway. Well, shows this, you the, this angel, again, says the same thing Paul has heard over and over again. He says, you must stand before Caesar. Yeah. So, Paul is on, I mean, th- this is not, yeah, and I think it's interesting when you, you talk about do not be afraid. Afraid of what? The storm? Mm-hmm. Afraid of no food? Afraid of the angel? Probably the angel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who's who's once again delivering this message, Paul, you're going to go before Caesar. You're going to get to Rome. He says, and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Mm. <laughs> not not this. He didn't say that to the centurion. Right. He didn't say that to Julius. He said it to Paul. So there's a responsibility now for Paul. Not just that he get to Rome, but that he's 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 kind of the one who it says he's granted you all those who sail with you. Mm. He says, verse 25, so take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. Yep. But we must run aground on some island. Now, how contrary is that to what we tend to hear in evangelicalism? Mm. Come to Christ, your life will be great. That was not Paul's message. Paul's message is, hey, have faith in yeah, God. Yeah, uh, We're going to run aground. It ain't going to be pretty, but your life will be saved. Years ago, I had a friend who said, you know, he said, I hear testimonies of people. And he wasn't downplaying or degrading people's testimonies. He said, but I hear testimonies about how awful life was and they found Jesus and life's great. And, and, and that is true, of course. Mm-hmm. We have that abiding joy right and and assurance but his further comment was my life was a lot harder after i became a christian and i know what he means and there's a lot of truth to that and i think what you're saying right here and talking about and what we're reading is an example of that right we we know james says don't be surprised at trials yeah they're gonna come the fiery ordeals that are coming your way and and that but then paul says later he considers all of this light of momentary troubles right compared with what's coming in heaven right so anyway right well i mean just this whole idea that what are they trying to do this whole section you you know they're they're dropping anchor they're cutting they're releasing the boats to get off and you know everybody's scrambling trying to get themselves free and paul is saying no stay put Mm. stay put i put more trust paul's saying i trust god to fulfill, to do what he said he's going to do. And uh, and what's interesting is you brought up, the centurion basically goes from, you know, not believing to believing. Yeah. Paul and, goes from being just a prisoner that they don't listen to, as Doug said, to like the captain of the ship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the centurion thwarts the escape plan mm-hmm. of the sailors when Paul says, unless, unless those – guys stay in the boat then you can't be saved and he believes him and he believes him so yeah i thought that that as well uh that paul the transformation that paul had in terms of his position and authority in 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 the eyes of uh, the others on the ship yeah. yeah and that had everything to do of course with god god yeah. was yeah. 
opening their eyes to say, show them, listen to Paul. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think what it says for me, God is sovereign. Yeah. God is, you know, in those, in the midst of those storms, it's easy to think God has abandoned us. He hasn't abandoned us. Mm-hmm. Th- those storms have purpose. And, uh, even when they don't really make a lot of sense sometimes. Yeah. So what is it, uh, how does it change the way you, uh, yeah, well, that, that, that I mean, verse that I was talking about earlier, and, and I you'll probably know the chapter and reference, but the ver- chapter and verse, but the verse that where Paul says, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Do I really believe that? Hmm. And if I do, shouldn't that change how I live? Yeah. And, 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 and to your point, the other question it brings up in me is, would I really depend on God and need God and grow in my relationship with God if I felt like everything was great all the time? Mm. If there were no struggles, if there were no trials? Yeah. No, I would my in my human nature, even as a believer, I would I would likely say, "Oh, everything's great. I'm good. I can do my own thing." Right? But there's a purpose as you said to these to these trials and Peter says it's to refine our faith, which is yeah. more precious than gold. Mm. And I don't, and, and, and there's, um, I, I forget who this quote is from, but there's a quote that John Eldridge in some of his writings refers to. And it, it says, there's only two things that pierce the human soul, beauty and pain. Yeah. And, and we see, we know we experience God in the beauty of creation. We experience God in the beauty of our families and relationships and his presence, as we talked about earlier as the anchor, the, you know, we, we experience the beauty of God, but we also experience God through the pain in this life that he is with us, that he is present, that he does have a purpose for us. And so I, I, I think that I should, I need to remember that as I go through trials and stop thinking about what it's doing to me versus what's God's purpose in this. Yeah. Easy to say, hard to do. Very convicting. I, uh, for me, I think, um, verse 31 and 32 really address and I think oftentimes, even when Doug and I are on, there's some vulnerability on our part to say some of what we say. You know, when so oftentimes, and you and I on the break, we're talking about a, a SWAT brother who's just got diagnosed with something mm-hmm. very catastrophic. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> you know, so oftentimes uh, we find ourselves in storms or trials and we're looking for a way out. Yeah. We're, it, our focus is more on our way out than on our way in yeah uh verse 31 it says you know paul says to the centurion and the soldiers unless these men stay in the ship you cannot be saved Mm. and then the next verse it says then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go yeah here here are these boats these are those little what i call dinghies that you would drop from the side of a boat that people would escape on yeah so oftentimes when we're in the storm we're looking for the dinghy yeah as opposed to trusting that God is going to work in and through this storm for his glory and for my good. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I am so quick to find escapes. Yeah. I'm looking for the dinghy. Yep. And, and the example of the boats, God, God does the opposite of what man's logic <laughs> exactly. says to do. Yeah. Our logic says do this, right? There's a way that seems right to a man. Mm. And I, you know what I immediately thought of? Marching around Jericho. Oh. That must have seemed so insane 
to everybody involved, yeah. right? But obviously, the Joshua trusted God, and they did it. But imagine the people in the city. What are they doing? And then the walls come down, and they run. But it's, God does things to that seem illogical to us to deepen our trust. Yeah. Will we trust him in that? And Well, you ever, you ever run into a guy who's really good at, at uh, card tricks? Yes. They like to show you their best trick right off the bat. Yeah. That's God. Yeah. It's not a trick. Yeah. It's God. Right. Who is on the throne. That's right. All authority on heaven and heaven and on earth has been given to, to Jesus. Mm. And here, here you're right. I mean, so oftentimes I think God does that so that we don't go, oh, well, that's because David's just a talented guy. Right. He's just a gifted guy. Right. He's just got a lot of money. He's right. just got a lot of connections. Yeah. No, I think God wants all the glory. Yeah. And uh, that's why he picked Paul. That's right. <laughs> exactly. He, he picked, picked a murderer. You. Yeah, exactly. But but from a human standpoint, Paul was totally. the worst guy that could have been picked. Exactly. And God used yeah. him. It's like I always remember Doug saying, uh, if you were work, working the a- HR department for Jesus's ministry, you wouldn't have picked those 12. That's right. That's right. Well, we're glad you're with us.